Okay, thank you, Megan. Um, so I farm about an hour's drive north of Christchurch, and um, second year into my farming career, we had the 1992 snowstorm, which was, I was just thinking today, it was probably the equivalent of that snowstorm event in Southland when Stadium Southland collapsed. And um, and you do some stuff and you think you, you won't forget about what worked well and, and what uh, did work well. Um, but you do forget, so I, I just wrote a few points down. And then as uh, my farming career went on uh, and other adverse events arrived, uh, you don't know what's around the corner. And so we had a really bad drought here, 2015, 16, and it went even into 2017. And then we were just getting over that and we had the Kaikoura earthquake. So um, what I noticed is that uh, some of the best farmers um, when they're on farm actually sometimes don't make the best decisions and it's what um, to some degree is what's uh, on your shoulders and heading up. And so I've got 40 uh, learnings from 30 years uh, farming in adverse events and it's they're kind of uh, general and hopefully they are of benefit to you guys down south even though sometimes the adverse events present themselves in different uh, forms but handling it psychologically is really important. And the first thing I want to start with is, and Dean mentioned this as well, um, hope for the best, but plan for the worst. So those that are hoping for a real mild winter, that's fine, but there is a chance uh, that it won't happen. And so when it, the mild wind, winter doesn't happen, if you haven't planned for a, a bad winter, it can be quite... Um, tough on you psychologically so hope for the best but plan for the worst so I'm just going to run through five or six of uh, the learnings of the 40 and then I think we're going to take some questions and then I'll run through another five or six so um, there are no particular order and some of them are behind the farm gate and some of them relate to outside the farm gate so just yeah just take them um, as as they come but just because I've saying them first doesn't mean that um, they're more important so the first one I'm going to mention is do something for others. Um, this can be some of the most, one of the most satisfying things you can do when you're under stress. So even though you're really busy on farm, get a load of firewood and take it to someone down the road that needs it. Or um, go into town and visit someone that you should have visited a wee while ago and take them, I don't know, whatever. Uh, even though we think that the a recipient of whatever you do, whether it's giving something or forgiveness or whatever it is, the benefit is the person that receives it. But in actual, my observation is the person that's giving something actually gets more benefit from the than the receiver. Um, next point here: pick up dead stock straight away and dispose them out of sight. Dispose of them out of sight. It's amazing uh, one dead sheep that you drive past on the way out every morning to shift the brakes, and if you see it every day for five days, it can have quite an uh, additional detrimental effect. And so we've got a policy, even if it takes a bit of time, it's worthwhile getting it out of sight. And I didn't really realise just how quite important this was. Uh, we had one of my neighbour's dogs um, smothered some, I think there was about 15 sheep in a, in a gully, and they were really tricky to get at. And um, he, he was really good about it. And uh, it took about five days for us to get there to get rid of them. And it played on my mind every time I drove past and I saw them. And a, a big problem uh, grew into an enormous problem. So I, I just, I put that one in there, get rid of dead stock straight away. Um, stay one night uh, a month off farm. 
And that is easy to say and hard to do. Um, number one, you've got to um, get someone to look after your farming operation. And if you work by yourself, that can be a challenge. But to relax or try and relax, you've got to be confident in the person that's looking after uh, your farm. And the other thing is when you're away, um, I used to get bored. I never used to like getting away because it was there was stuff on my mind that had to be done at home. So try and develop a hobby. Um, I've tr Personally, I've tried to like golf, but I hate it. And I really persevered with it because I wanted to get good at it so I could do something off farm. But I haven't succeeded with golf. Um, but what I, I've got an old car and I drive that. And, and the good thing about that is that other people that drive old cars don't know about the price of lamb, don't know about the price of wool, don't care whether it rains or it's cold or whatever it is. And it's quite good to mix with people that have a different view on uh, what you do. So anyway, that's, that's something there. Um, be flexible, short and long term. Uh, the sun will rise tomorrow, so some things can be put off, and there's always next year. Um, Over-prepare, and then go with the flow. So inevitably you'll have a feed budget, and uh, variations may uh, mean that it's um, going to be slightly wrong, or you've got plans about what you want to do. Uh, and then something comes along, phone calls come in, uh, your day is not the way you planned it so be flexible and go with the flow um yeah easy to say and hard to do but i think um the other thing too is cell phones it's a little bit harder to get away uh, from some things it used to be back in the day uh, you could go out in the morning and uninterrupted you could get your whole uh, morning's work or afternoon work done that's not quite so um easy now and certainly cell phones have uh, saved us a whole lot of work uh, but they also create a whole lot of work. I, I don't know what the coverage is like down there, but um, unfortunately at times I get good coverage over the whole of my farm. And unfortunately at times I, um, yes, so it's, it's pluses and minuses. Okay, another thing here is, um, and this is a quote by Henry Ford, and I kind of like this one, as in Henry Ford, the industrialist that made the motor car. If you think you can, and if you think you can't, you're probably right. Um, so how you approach tasks is really important and having a positive attitude and application can actually impact on how well uh, the activity that you're doing um, comes out the other end. And if you're forced to do something and you don't want to do it and you think, I don't want to do this now, I don't think it's going to have a good outcome. It's amazing how that negative thought actually impacts on the job and um, ends up uh, the job not coming out the way it was. So um, the last thing for this first set of uh, five or six learnings is be honest. Uh, tell the truth to yourself as well as others. And I think this probably knits in pretty well with what Dean was saying, and that telling the truth is actually getting a feed budget done. And even though the, the news you're getting may not be that compatible or may not be that good, but at least you've got the information as accurate as you can. I know it's tempting to do a feed budget and go to a provider that uh, has got a reputation for having good uh, covers. But I think it's better to have the information bad or good, but knowing what it is, and then you can make plans around that. If you um, plan for the best, um, but then it doesn't work out that way, then you're in trouble. But if you 
hope for the best and plan for the worst, then it's uh, a little bit better outcome. So look, I'm going to stop after those five or six and um, take some questions and then I've got another five or six to um, go after that. Cool, thanks Andy. Um, what I'm going to ask is, um, how do you optimise your downtime? So you said that you um, tried to get into golf, um, now you're into old cars, but how do you optimise that time? How do you stop thinking about business and actually um, you know, enjoy your time off a bit better? Um, yeah, no, and look, one, uh, one thing is doing something for others. It can take your mind off. But if you've got problems at home, even if you do go off farm, there's always that niggling, unpleasant thing in the back of your mind that things aren't quite right at home. So number one is where possible, um, hope for the best but plan for the worst. So even if um, it's not exactly as you'd like it at home, you've got a plan. And I remember in and we have droughts quite regularly in North Canterbury, so I'm going to use this as an uh, example again. In 1998, we had a, a drought, and it was just on the back of my mind the whole time. And so I made a, did a feed budget, made a plan, bought some barley. I didn't have any way of feeding it out, but uh, talked to my neighbours and uh, got a, an idea. And man, it was a relief just to have a plan. And that then uh, meant that you could actually sit in front of the TV at night and watch a film and not have this unpleasant feeling sitting in the back of your mind. So that's easy to say, get everything sorted at home and it'll help you relax uh, in downtime, but it's just that planning. And so, yeah, if you can um, get stuff sorted at home and get off farm, I say once a month, um, it might be that some of you can do that uh, more regularly. And obviously in the last eight weeks, uh, uh, nine weeks, uh, getting off farm has been particularly hard because um, we've all had to, uh, be in lockdown but hopefully that's um, coming off now so I hope that answers the question. Yes thanks Andy. Um, another question's come through um, what is one thing you always do when you start to feel stressed or um, that feeling of overwhelmed what is one thing that you always do when you start to see the signs? I, so yeah probably um, being able to recognize the signs yourself is is, is great if you can, but sometimes um, that's not always the case um, because you're involved. So having that person, and it's a spouse, um, husband or wife, or um, it might be someone that you work with day to day and they may be able to pick up, and then being amenable to them saying to you, hey, is everything, have you got everything sorted? And I think Dean said that about when you're talking to a next door neighbour and you ask a question about, how your stock is doing and you're not actually you may be asking about how they stock but in the background is you're actually asking how they're doing as well and depending on the answer and it could be body language it could be that you've had a tip from a, a neighbor's neighbor or someone you're chatting to saying this guy might be a little bit under stress um so therefore trying to yeah um yeah help them as well will help yourself so having someone that you can ask, bounce ideas off, and then making a plan and sticking to it. And don't be, um, one of the 40 learnings here is, and I, I won't be talking about that one tonight, but is don't be afraid to ask for uh, help. It's, um, I think there's been a lot of really good stuff on people that have suffered depression and uh, what they do to try and deal with that. And you'll be surprisingly 
you'll be surprised just how common it is that people just through no fault of their own, it's like getting a flu or the cold, or I shouldn't use the word flu just at the moment, it's like getting a cold or having an injury to your knee. It's something that um, needs a little bit of help um, and you can get on top of it and so therefore uh, get someone to give you a hand if, if, it's, if it's something like that. No, I think that's a really good point and I like the idea of um, asking about the animals rather than the person. I think it's always better or easier to um, explain how something or someone else is feeling than yourself. Um, so I think that's a really good point. Uh, we might carry on with some more learnings, if that's okay, Andy. Okay. The other thing i add in there is that um, when you're a farmer, uh, depending on the size of your operation, you work alone a lot of the time and you make decisions about when to shift breaks and shift sheep and drench stock uh, without consultation. And that leads to being quite a, um, just you, you operate your business, you're quite capable, you can, uh, you've got your mind over your whole business. And so therefore it's not as easy to communicate uh, a problem or ask for help as some of the other businesses that I see around the countryside. And as guys, and I'm just referring to guys here, a, a percentage of farmers are guys, is that on top of that, males aren't great communicators either. And so yeah, the, some of the symptoms that uh, your wife or your husband may be able to recognise them before you can uh, identify them yourself. Um, so the next uh, little uh, list of five or six here is make lists of jobs and cross them out as they're completed. So sometimes when you've got a week or a day or a month um, and the, the sum of the jobs are too big to get on top of, but if you break them down into small little bits, um, it's not quite such a big mouthful to chew. And I really find it um, satisfying. So let's say I've got, I've got to do the day-to-day -day stuff, which is six, six to seven hours a day, or it might be four to five hours a day. But then on top of that, I want to make sure the water trough and the back paddock's fixed fixed so I make a list of 10 jobs that I want to get done that week and as I do them um, you cross them off and at the end of the week it's really satisfying to see that you've achieved that and if you want to cheat a little uh, to make you feel really good you can actually write a job uh, up that you've already completed and then what you can do is then cross it off straight away so it's a little bit of a cheating but it's quite fun okay um, where possible have fun um, so post snowstorm, take the toboggan out, let the kids play. And it's interesting with the Christchurch earthquakes uh, nine years ago, the children that had the most problem uh, were often, no, I've got to be careful how I word this, but some of the children that had the most problem around um, the earthquakes were in turn, uh, their parents were really stressed by it as well. And you shouldn't necessarily hide all emotion from your kids, but trying to protect them in some way uh, if you're under stress, try and get as normality as much as possible so your kids aren't affected as well. And so that's why I say um, get the toboggan out and have fun. Um, and even if it's only for a short period of day, it's really important to involve your children in, in the adverse event. But there's often or sometimes there's an aspect of it that you can actually enjoy. Um, this is another one too. Contact an old friend that you haven't talked to for at least a year. And the reason it's a year out is that someone that may be therefore geographically a little bit further away, um, someone that you might have went to Lincoln with, high school, it might be a cousin you met at a wedding or whatever it is the last time you're on holiday. And they uh, quite often, you chew the fat and um, 
you get round to explaining your situations, they may be in a different profession. And it's often, uh, you think farming has its unfair share of problems, but a whole lot of other professions have problems as well. And just at the moment, you could use the um, example of a tourist operator or um, I've got a friend who works for New Zealand and things aren't quite so rosy there. So um, yeah, contact a friend and that just gets you slightly psychologically outside the situation that you're in now. Now this is this is one that people really love. Uh, burn the candle, uh, use the nice sheets, wear the fancy lingerie, don't save it for a special occasion. Life's too short. Today is the special occasion. And so um, whenever I'm interviewed about these, people love this one. And so it's kind of like uh, we are very lucky, although it might be at times you wonder, uh, to be born in New Zealand. And I think you have to have a little bit of age on to appreciate this. I've travelled a little bit and we are really lucky with what we've got here. And it disappoints me sometimes to hear people whinging about um, New Zealand and what we haven't and haven't got. But to celebrate New Zealand and what we've got, there are so many fantastic things to do. And part of that is what we've got in our house as well with our company. Uh, we farm. And so I reckon that's the, the best profession uh, you can do anyway because you're out and about. Our lot down here, my backyard was 4,000 acres. How lucky was that compared to someone in the town? Um, so yeah, do, do those things, make the special occasion every night to some degree. So that's one, I'll just get to my next page here. Okay, now, um, never miss an opportunity to praise someone for something they have done well. Um, a worker, a family member, a truck driver, it's just as much benefit to the giver as the receiver. So um, I remember a truck driver turned up here and it was a really hot day and he loaded the lambs and you could see he was working really hard. And I said to him, gee, you know how to load your truck really well. And he stopped, he looked at me, he said, you know, I've been doing this job eight years and not one farm has ever said that to me. And it, you could see that it really made uh, him lift. And then because I'd said it, I felt really well, uh, it felt good for me as well. So that was, that was kind of a nice thing uh, to do. And this is the last, I'm um, just the last one for this set, is the ultimate measure of a person is not where they stand at a time of comfort and convenience, but where they stand at times of challenge and controversy. So we can all be good and amazing people when we're calm and everything's under control and comfort and convenience, but the measure of the person is when you're under stress. And um, in that old saying, of mine, I don't think it's okay when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And, and you see that a little bit when um, you're traveling with some people and you think, um, oh, they'd be, they're really neat people. But when there's a little bit of stress coming on, they often sort of fade away and they're not quite the person that you thought they were. So try and be that person that under the stress of a, a tricky winter, a drought, an adverse event, COVID-19, you're the person that actually rises at that and actually helps the community or helps the next door neighbour and stuff like that. So that's, um, that's, that's the set. Cool, thanks Andy. Um, you mentioned earthquakes before. I think you might need to be careful with all the boxes and papers behind you. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I, I think in this, I think I, in this, um, sorry Andy. <laughs> I think in this situation it has really highlighted the importance of picking up the phone to call friends and family, um, especially in the lockdown. I think um, 
people really took the opportunity to ring a friend or ring some family. And I think that was a positive that came out of that. Mm, Um, We did get a question come through. Um, How do you get someone who is a workaholic off farm when they just won't stop? Um, Even a workaholic will have a mate or a friend. Um, And so you might have to use the uh, back door to get them off farm. Um, And it's so easy. When you're a farmer, your next door neighbours often the same profession. And so when you go out socially, farming becomes not only your job, but it becomes becomes your interest as well. So it is important to cultivate something, as I said earlier, uh, that's outside farming, easy to say and hard to do. Um, Number one, you've got to make sure that um, the person, when they do get off farm, can relax. So someone to look after the farm is really important. And it might be that you have to book whatever it is. And if, let's say it's a night away, do a canopy camping, I don't know if you guys have got that down there. Um, Or, and if you actually book it and it costs like, $400 $400 a night or 250 a night and you say I'll book this for the 20th of next month and it's a non-refundable uh, event so we've got to use it and with enough warning it's kind of like a little bit of leverage to um, make sure uh, that it's going to happen so yeah con- perhaps contact a friend and get them to agree to something through the back door as in okay we're going away come on you guys come as well or do a booking they were just some things um, that I've used with people that are workaholics and don't get off farm. Um, so they're, they're just two ideas that I have. I, I don't know whether they're good or bad, but that's, that's what I've tried. No, that's good. Um, we have another question here. Um, what do you do if you think someone is struggling? What are some things that you can do? Um, So firstly, um, depending on the severity that you, as the Rural Support Trust is a really good one, I know you guys have it set up down there, and we, during the 2015 to 2017 drought, um, we were donated fee, and every farmer got one or two bales, and it made no difference at all, but they were deposited at one farm, and the farmers uh, had to come and get them, and through that, uh, we picked up two farmers that were under stress, and it's kind of like, uh, respectfully to farmers, we're proud people and we don't like necessarily to convey that we are under a little bit. So the rural support trusts are trained if you think someone is under stress um, and just uh, anonymously pass it on. Um, but that's that's kind of like perhaps a more severe level. Um, on the, just be a, a friend. And I we saw this with Jacinda quite, it said um, during the lockdown, it said be kind and, and that's, that's another really good tool as well. And uh, sometimes if a farmer's under stress, it might be the way to peel back the onion and find out just exactly how bad it is, is for your wife to phone his wife or vice versa, husband to phone husband if the wife's under stress. It's, um, so hopefully that they're working as a team and that might be a way to um, get fine in there as well. We have another question. Um, would you plan farm succession with family along with developing a farm plan in trying times? Would you, i.e. keep family in the loop? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, a problem, the old saying, a problem shared is a problem hard. And um, so include all family if you're under stress. And it might be that um, if you've got um, 
kids that are off farm that aren't involved, sharing the problem with them might actually uncover a solution that you didn't really know uh, about. Um, Megan, I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% sure of the question there. Have I covered that all right? Um, we're, we're, so I'm 57 and we're going through farm succession at the moment. And we have employed someone to interview uh, my, I've got three boys, to interview them individually, um, just to find out what they want. You think you know, and they probably think they know what we want. Uh, but it's amazing when you actually one-on-one, -on -one, and then we've had meetings as well. It's a little bit of a costly exercise, but quite often you can drive down a road and you can see successions that haven't worked on farms and relationships have been damaged to the point where siblings don't talk. And that's, that is failure and the cost, even though you might spend a few thousand up front employing someone with succession planning. And I think I did uh, something through beef and lamb. The cost up front may seem a lot, but it actually can save a lot at the other end. Cool, thanks Andy. Um, we might just do one more question. Um, how do you block out the negative messages from media and public about our sector or the primary industry? Um, and we've taken a real hit, I feel, uh, since we've had, and be careful, I'm just sort of waving into the political arena here with the Labour Green Coalition. I think farmers have had a real tough time of it. We get quite a few um, uh, walking groups that come on our farm, and I never miss the opportunity. And they're from Christchurch, so we're about an hour's drive, and there's a nice four hour return walk to the top of the farm with really good views. I never miss the opportunity to talk to someone from town because we're asking them to buy what we produce. So I never miss the opportunity to say to them, look, thank you. This is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. Um, we, uh, for myself, I see the farm as I've just got the use of it for my lifetime and I want to hand it on in a better condition than what I got it. It might be that the media see me on my worst day for the year, but the other 364 days of the year, I'm actually a good custodian of the land. And so any snapshot can probably, you can paint a bad picture. I think you've got to be comfortable in your own skin and be honest and be honest with yourself. The, the, the situation that you walk past is the standard that you set. So if you've got um, sediment going into a waterway, if you let that happen, then that becomes the level that you are. So being honest, making sure you break bread from the top of the um, paddocks going down, and stuff like that. I, for me, that helps me offset that what I'm reading is actually not necessarily the truth in any industry. And you can look at uh, tourism, retail, manufacturing, has poor operators that the media pick out. But I focus, try to focus on the 98 or 99% of operators that are really good.